Welcome to another edition of Audio Syllabus. This time I'm joined by Associate Professor of Practice, Jane Natt, and we're talking about COM311 copy editing. So Jane, to get us started out, uh, in my mind, I think of copy editing as getting, uh, getting some paper and getting a red pen and marking it all up, and that is about where my brain stops. So tell me what I'm missing about copy editing. Well, that's, that is still a big part of it. All right, so I've got, I've got a portion. You do have a portion of it. So with copy editing... Um, it's multifaceted. We start um, out with the proverbial red pen. Um, we start out with everybody's favorite thing in the world, grammar. Um, but it, it's everybody's <laughs> favorite thing, but it's also the thing you need to have most. Okay, So we start out with grammar. We move on to fact-finding, which is my favorite part. Here's the thing. I love copy editing. I adore it. Copy editing is a giant puzzle, and it's your job to find the missing piece of that puzzle. Or you are that one person that stands in the way between your organization being embarrassed by a mistake or you being like, nah, caught that, fixed it. You know, we're not going to be embarrassed. Um, so that's facts and stuff. And then we move on to more practical applications, um, how to write strong online headlines or print headlines or um, Instagram captions or um, how to make sure that, uh, you know, your tweets, shall we say, are not riddled with mistakes or that they're interesting or that they make people actually want to click and go and, and read the story. So how do you attack grammar? Grammar. We start, we, we start with pieces of grammar. I'll start with our, everybody's favorite comma and move on through. Um, over the years, I've noticed the things that confuse students a lot. And so we'll just spend days on those. I tell students, A, grammar is a lot like your multiplication tables. You remember when you were in, I don't even know what grade are you in when you learned those. But you have to just sit down and be two times two is four, two times three is six. Grammar is a little bit like that. We do have to have some things, but we try and do it in a fun way. Um, we do things like I, I'll hand them, um, tweets I found and can you spot the grammar mistake in the tweet? They have to find them themselves. Oh my gosh, I was reading the exponent and look what I found kind of scenario. Um, but uh, the, mis the most common mistakes is what we look at. And I tell students that right now, like on the day with, uh, who and whom I'll, I'll ask, I'll raise your hands, raise your hands if, if you guess every time you have to use who and whom and everybody raises their hand. And I, my goal is, is after today, after this class, 80% of the time, you don't guess. 20% <laughs> of the time, you might be like, oh, crap. But 80% of the time, you're going to know. It is it is one of those intimidating topics because you hear of like, you know, the grammar police, right? These folks where sure. I'm better than you. I'm going to call you out when you're wrong. Um, but it also is just something that you can improve um, and you don't have to be embarrassed about, right? You absolutely can improve. You absolutely can. I think students feel a lot more confident about it when, when they leave the class than, than when they first came in. And that's my goal. And I'm absolutely sold on writing courses like this because I talk to a lot of employers on a weekly basis. And it's interesting to ask them questions about what they're looking for in applicants. And writing is always at the top of the list. I talked with somebody who works in cybersecurity recently and she said she's actually hiring fewer uh, computer science E majors um, because she'll hire them on and they've got the computer skills, but they don't have the writing skills. And a lot of what they're doing is writing, you know, handbooks on how to have the best, you know, cybersecurity hygiene and communicating with clients. 
She said, it, it takes me so long to teach someone to be a good writer. Sure. She said, but I can teach the software fairly quickly. Sure. So I would much rather hire a liberal arts student who's an excellent writer. Um, but I find with writing, it's one of those things that you have to be really kind of vulnerable, right? About what you're good at, what you're not good at. And that can be painful. It is. And I think it also comes up through um, grammar was emphasized more in high school previously. It's it's not so much nowadays. So a lot of these students haven't really had sat down and been taught, when do I use a comma? When do I use a, a semicolon? Um, and I think it's an important skill to have. Even I tell students, even if you think I'm never going to write a thing in my life, you're going to write an email. You're going to write a cover letter. You, you'll be surprised when you get to your position. Um, I had I had one a former student um, send me an email, and, and she was like, I, I have this position. It's totally everything's um, online. I'm, I'm not going to, you know, I'm on air. I'm not going to really have to kind of write anything scenario. And then she sends me an email and says, we have a blog and everyone has to take a turn writing a blog. So you're right. I do have to write. <laughs> so, Absolutely. I have yeah. not run into many jobs or many employers where there's not some type of writing component. So I think yeah. it's super important. So it sounds like a lot to cover. How do you break it up in terms of assignments? So we do have the traditional um, uh, exams for a lot of, of the grammar and stuff like that. But as I said, we do have some fun assignments too. Um, we have something called find the goof. Like I said, I, I, I found the mistake and said, give it to the students. And you got 15 seconds, 15 seconds, 15 minutes in class to, to find the mistake that I found. Um, we have something called goof of the week where they have found a mistake and, and they bring it in and you get extra points for having the coolest goof. And I have to say things nowadays, like, um, you can't use prominent politicians <laughs> because that's too easy. Um, but the thing I love about this class is the students say by the end of the semester, um, that they can't no, they can no longer read without looking, seeing these mistakes. And I'll have students that have been gone for years and years and years who I get an email from. I'm, oh my gosh, professor, now look at this mistake I found. Um, and they'll, they'll send it to me and I'll share it with, with the class. But it kind of gets into your, gets into your, under your skin, gets into your blood that, oh yeah, I'm reading, but I'm also looking for the, looking for the mistakes. That's like a new way of seeing the world, almost yeah. like Absolutely. A new foreign language, uh, as it were, of being able to speak that. <laughs> and I like the way you described it as a puzzle. Yeah. So I think a lot of students are fascinated by puzzles and programming and logic. And grammar operates by its own logic. So you're just kind of learning the right. underlying programming language. And once you understand it, then you know how to apply it in specific situations. And it's also not just – it's the thing I love about it is is that the mistake – I mean, it's not just grammar mistakes. I mean, people make the funniest factual mistakes – or historical mistakes. Um, my favorite one in the last few years was when um, uh, the most recent pope was um, announced, the, um, and they said someone called him the first non-Catholic pope. And I gave that to the students. It was the paragraph that that sentence was in and, and for a while, and they were just really puzzled because you, your mind reads over that. And they're like, we can't find anything, you know. And I was like, Come on, how many of you have ever heard, heard the joke, you know, is the Pope Catholic? Does the bear go to the bathroom in the woods? They're like, wait, wait a non-Catholic? <laughs> and they admit non-Italian. Yeah. But, you know, and your mind reads over that. And so it becomes a, like the students are like, oh, no, I can't believe we missed that. And so this is what we try and do in the class. We try and make it that puzzle, um, the, the fun that we have. It's also, I'll say, a class that does count as the new writing component for mm. – um, 
Yeah, on the new, on the new plans of study, yes, there's a yes. category where you get to pick a writing course, yes. and that would be a great one yeah, for. It would be. It sounds like absolutely any major, any major. or any concentration yes, yeah. in the land mm-hmm. school, or a minor too, for mm-hmm. for all that matter. So, um, is there anything that you'd like students to know as they come into this course? If a student's listening, they've already registered, um, but they're kind of heading towards the course. Is there anything you want them to know as a uh, pre-first day advice or anything? Well, I do like to say, and and we do do this too. I I do have these little daily kind of uh, online quizzes that that help us um, go back and 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 constantly be using the information we use from week one or week two. But um, there is a situation where, just like with the multiplication tables, if if you didn't keep you know your practice up, then you know you maybe kind of forget them. So um, it is it is a class where we do rely every week on what we've learned in previous weeks. So you're not going to be able to just be like, okay, did that, forget it, time to move on to something else. So you're you're, you're going to have to to be constantly refreshing um, yourself and, and remembering things. It's got a cumulative nature. Yes, absolutely. You're, That's the word I was looking for. building, yeah. not skipping out on the first yep. three weeks and then cramming for yep. that uh, yep. that first uh, yep. exam. Well, that's awesome. Uh, anything that we've missed for COM 311? I, I don't think so, but I tell students, like I said, um, I've been on a lot of search committees and, and you send me a, a cover letter or an email and it's riddled with the spelling or <laughs> grammatical mistakes and I, I put you immediately in a no pile. And so I don't I don't want them to be in the no pile. Hopefully this class um, helps them get in the yes pile. Get in the yes pile. That could be the the, the slug line for the for the class. <laughs> Com, Com 311, get yourself into the yes pile. Well, thanks. I appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed this audio syllabus and can now choose and prepare for your courses in a more informed manner. Look for more audio syllabi coming soon.